Our entrance music is the best there is, man. Is it? It is. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. I, um... I know you think I'm kind of... I don't know if you do. Do you think I'm tech-savvy? Uh, Tech-savvy enough? Because I don't know... If, I've tried to find, like, uh, like songs that are not copyrighted that we could actually use as, like, a theme song. And the one song I found off of a, a site that wasn't copyrighted, Jeremy was like, this, we got a copyright strike on this. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I'm like, I purposely spent, like, I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to stuff like that. Like, hours looking at, like copy like non-copyrighted music how like, how did who found out and was like hit a copyright for this random piece of music because i think it's set up where where if it gets played on like youtube or something it gets the YouTube. technology is crazy these days yeah yeah youtube gives it like a copyright strike and yeah the whoever is in charge of that youtube page gets like an email like oh this came up with a copyright strike so that one episode where we had like our own theme music he had to edit it out of that episode. See, it'd be cool to have some actual, like, you know, a New Japan theme song or something like that. But fucking TV Asahi, push, Bread Club would be turned to dust. They'd be crumpling on us up. They'd be frying water on us and smushing it all up. Right? Is that That's the reason why you can't find any old New Japan, right? Because they own, like, all the rights and they won't release it yeah, at all. Yeah, TV Asahi have, like, a stake in the company. Like, they own X percentage of the company and stuff, and they've obviously got lots of the old footage and everything. And, yeah, and then if you post anything on, obviously, socials, then you're in trouble. You're going to get a big slap on the old wrist. Um, yeah, fuck TV Asahi. Right, that's why you have multiple Twitter accounts, right? That is. I, like, you know, post stuff on a dummy account and then embed that, but... They they they're hot on it, man. They they the the guys over there they're, they're hot on it at the moment. They, it comes in waves. To be fair, sometimes they kind of like they're a bit. They they will always hit a strike, but they're not so like bosh 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 daily. Whereas at the moment they're like, yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Is that what you said to security as you weaselled your way into the Money in the Bank press conference? <laughs> I was wondering if this would come up on our New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, you show. fucking. You're such a fucking shit. I don't understand. I can't believe my luck this. when it comes to pro wrestling, man. It's wild. Holy like I'm, I'm the luckiest fucking fan in the world. You really? Um, I'm fucking dying in the fucking heat standing in front of an oven all weekend. And you're like, suck into the, the fucking press conference. I'm like, this <laughs> fucker, how did he pull this off? Hanging out with Triple H, you know, former New Japan alumni, Cody Rhodes and stardom's eo shirai and uh, now eo sky and probably other people um yeah no that was, that was a really fucking fun night like i couldn't care less with wwe i don't watch wwe but boy when you're if you're at a show and john cena rocks up totally unannounced and i i realize how little he shows up in wwe these days it's, it's a very rare occurrence for him to just show up unannounced that money in the bank that music here i, I was a, i was a kid again man like I was a teenager, like, you know, a young adult, and I was up at my seat, and I was going mental, man. That was so fucking cool to see. Yeah, it's awesome. And, the, the, you know, I mean, is it far-fetched to tease the idea of WrestleMania in London one day? I think I feel like, they, do you know what? I think it's definitely got to be a response to AEW and Wembley Stadium, right? Like, we all know Vince McMahon's a petty motherfucker. You know, he doesn't let anyone else run Madison Square Garden and stuff like that. I think it's a case of a KAW can run Wembley Stadium 
we'll run it, we'll sell more tickets, and also WrestleMania's two nights, so we're going to sell double the amount of tickets. Fuck AEW, they're not going to hold this record. Um, I, would be my 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 thought process about it. I uh, I'm I'm okay with look, man. Like we've gotten SummerSlam '92 and Clash at the Castle in the last like 30 years, and both of them were highly successful. Like the UK fans oh, are dude, dying for wrestling. Like why wouldn't you? He was saying, oh, so Triple H was at the press conference, and he came out with some stats and figures and everything, and. So SmackDown and Money in the Bank were at the same venue, the O2 in London, Friday, Saturday night. He said they were the two most successful arena shows in SmackDown and pay-per-view history for WWE. And that's because, not because like it was 18,000 people each night, the tickets were extortionate, Matt. It's why I didn't, I wasn't going. The cheapest ticket you could find in the days coming up to the show, not pre, not, not resale. You could, these were genuine tickets from the ticket provider with the cheapest you could get. It was about 330 pounds. Which is probably the equivalent of four hundred, four hundred fifty dollars. Um, it it was it was ludicrous money. I I the only reason I went is I that someone on Twitter. I'm selling a ticket. I DM'd him and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it for a hundred pounds." I was like, "Fuck, nice. like a hundred percent." Yeah, three hundred and thirty pounds is the equivalent of four hundred and nineteen dollars in the United States. I imagine that to go to you know just a a, a normal WWE pay per view, right? Like and you know, ticket the cheapest the cheapest ticket you could probably get in general was probably like two hundred pounds. So the reason it was the most successful shows in WWE history in an arena was because they were charging a fucking fortune. It was a rip off. I wanted to go. It was twenty minutes away from my house, literally. Um, so you know the you know the buzz and everything. I'm seeing wrestling fans staying in hotels near me. Um, I really wanted to go. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad I'm over the moon. I did, but I was never going to pay silly money. I, I hit the jackpot right. with a pound ticket. Oh, you fault stepping in shit. No way. How does that? <laughs> oh man, I got so lucky. You're fucking you. You know what? Uh, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. You, uh, you fucking. You're... I felt bad. I was like, how many Why? WWE fans would kill to have a got on a ticket this cheap, gotten into the show, and B be going to the press conference? And I'm like, uh, I don't watch hey, WWE. Look, man, you are one of the bright spots in the in the wrestling community. Uh, your Twitter shit is awesome. I know it's not really WWE based, but you're very great with your daily history and, and New Japan wrestling. You're very positive. You do great stuff with wrestling. Like you put in the work, man. You know you're not some fucking you know some chud from the U.S. who uh, I, I really wanted to podcast once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to like. Obviously, you could ask questions and stuff. And I was like, I've got a, this is my chance. I could stand up and be like, Kieran RH wrestling.com. Do you know what I mean? Like, this was a big chance to get the wrestling name out there and stuff. Um, and I just, I don't know the product. Like, all I know is what's happened tonight. Right. So, you know, Seth Rollins come out. I was like, I can think of a question of Seth. Didn't get a chance to ask it. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, I think they won the tag titles. I was like, I can think of a question for that. Shayna turned into, attacked Ronda Rousey during their match. And I thought the question for Triple H, I just didn't get lucky and I didn't get picked. But do you know what, Matt? Do you know what's better than getting to ask Triple H a question? What's that, uh, I, Kieran? I got to meet our big boss, the big boss upstairs. I I, I met Mr. Sean Rossap. Did you? I did. I, I went over and said hello. I had a brief discussion. I let him get on with his busy day, uh, you know, wrapping up after the press conference and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was, it was cool to quickly say hello, you know, um, after chatting on social media and, of course, Bread Club being part of the Fight for Overbook team. Um, so, yeah, no, it was really cool to see him and have a quick little chat with him. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad you got to to rub shoulders with the big boss upstairs. But fucking WWE, it was a cool night. It, it wasn't no forbidden door. It, it no, no, no door. definitely, definitely not, definitely not. Um, and I full try. I haven't. I have not watched Money in the Bank yet. I was. Thought you were just gonna say you haven't watched Forbidden Door. No, 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 not. Come on, man. It's Jesus. Fourth July, it's Fourth of July weekend over here in the states. I have. I. Uh, before we started, my wife came in and said goodbye to me. I had not seen my wife awake since Thursday because I've been <laughs> like wow. every time I come home, she's asleep. And every time I leave for the morning, she's either asleep or already gone. So it was a very, very busy week for me. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's it's hot. You can I, I'm rocking my uh, my cold skull uh, tank top. God damn the amount of merch this dude's got. I like That's... go through and I'm like. Okay, I've worn that wrestling shirt. I've worn that wrestling shirt. I've worn that wrestling shirt. Okay, I've worn all my shirts on here before. Oh no! If I, Kieran, if I, I'll take a picture of my closet of all my wrestling t-shirts. I'm pretty sure I can go a good long while until I, <laughs> until I come on, Nelly. What are you doing? Like I had my, I had my Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, IWGP t-shirt on before. Old ones are so fucking cool, man. The old ones are just the best. But then I was out in the backyard for like 20 minutes. So fucking hot and muggy here in the in the United States. It's like, damn it, I had it up before. Son of a bitch. Hold on. It's 28 degrees Celsius, which is the yep. equivalent of 83 degrees here. But it's also humid, so it's just the air is... We, we, we had that the past few weeks. It was unbearable. Uh, we spent a bit of dough to get ourselves a nicer fan and stuff. Um, But it's cooled down a lot the last few days and everything. No, it's going to kick back in, of course. We're, we're, we're in early July now. But yeah, we, we've, we've had the heat wave has begun. We we all died. Uh, the UK is no more, um, and oh. now we're all growing up again from the mud. Uh, now that there's a bit of cool air. Are you are you telling me you're a zombie? Is that one? I'm... I mean, that's the only rational explanation for me being so desperate to go to see a WWE show, right? I must does be a zombie. Does since Zombie Kieran is technically dead, does Zombie Kieran still need his IWGP Championship belt? <laughs> I think Zombie Kieran needs it even more. <laughs> like. A reason to cling on to this lot. A reason to cling on to this world. All right, fair enough. It was worth a shot. Eventually, at some point, um, your I think I I should get your some like a speckle of your good luck. Like it should just, through osmosis. I know it's it is crazy. I'm not naive to how fucking lucky I am with wrestling over the years. Like the dude I went with, it was just a random dude on Twitter. Super nice guy. I couldn't have hit the jackpot anymore. He wasn't like you know horrible WWE yeah like fan he was like a really casual like yeah I just keep on Twitter and stuff like dude um and like he was like oh do you see these guys like you saw Pete Dunn on the independence and stuff and I was like yeah and I showed him a picture because Pete Dunn body slammed me once and stuff I, exactly this is what I mean like I've got so many stories to tell but and I've met so many wrestlers over the years and everything but obviously I like it's it's bragging isn't it and it's it's not me as much as I should be doing that on a podcast um but yeah, no, like once upon a time, Pete Dunn picked me out of the crowd and body slammed me on top of Chris Brooks. Um, and then I saw the man competing in the Yota Arena in, in London, in his home country. But like, it's crazy. It's awesome. It comes full circle. I can't get my power to stay on for a fucking Bad Dude Tito interview. So. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I've listened to the majority of that. I don't think I got all the way through. I felt I felt bad for you. It was literally. So you know how like before we start and I go, OK, I'm going to like press the button. I was in. The process of doing that Monday night and the fucking power went out of my house. 
Oh man, that's heartbreaking. I was like, like you were so excited for that as well. Um, maybe I suck. Maybe maybe every podcast I'm just sucking your luck away, and that's why I keep on getting luckier and luckier. All right, you know what? I'll take. You know, look, I made it work. Uh, if you are a new, you're obviously if you're a New Japan fan, you're listening to the Bread Club, and we appreciate you over here on FightfulOverbooked.com uh, at Fightful.com. New Japan fan, you're gearing up for Independence Day, or you just watched those two great strong shows, and you're like, this fucking bad dude Tito guy is awesome. Check out the interview we did on the Wizards podcast. I had no power, so I had to do the show from my phone with my AirPods in. So my audio was shit. And listening back, it is infuri- it infuriates. It makes me so mad. I think all things considered, you've done exceptional. Like no, no power, having to do it through AirPod on your phone whilst you've got Badu Tito sitting there waiting to get this show rocking and rolling. Like... You know, you, you you deserve lots of praise for that, man. You done it. You done a good job. Um, but yeah, as Matt, Matt alluded to, we're recording this on July third, so this is probably going to drop as Independence Day shows are going on. Maybe they finished. I don't know. So that's why we previewed it in our last episode of Bread Club. Anyway, so you, so you're covered for Bread for Independence Day. I'm working from home in the next two days. I'm going to be watching that shit live. Nice, good for you. I'll be doing America shit. <laughs> what better way to celebrate July 4th than watching Jun Kasai and John Moxley try and kill each other? I would much rather do that than stand in a fucking open field for 12 hours in front of the 1000 degree oven uh and serve pizza all day. I'll tell you that right oh, now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh I don't know how you do it. Uh you know what? It, it's all in a day's work. It has to get done. Um you know, it's tis the season. You have to, as they say, you have to make as much hay as you can while the sun is still up. So, well, it is no longer the forbidden door season. It was fun whilst it lasted. Uh, I've got a confession to make. I haven't watched the pre-show. Um, I, 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 I'm with you on that. I didn't watch the pre-show either. <laughs> um, so, so we can, so we can skip the pre-show. That's a good start. Um, we can dive straight in with the first match, the opening match: MJF defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi to retain the AEW World Championship match. Yep. That's Matt's review of that match. <laughs> it's, uh, look, I think I said it when we got together a couple weeks ago. Like, he's always going to be the ace. He's always going to be a legend. What he did for New Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, you can never take that away from him. But I think- uh, father, father Time is not on his side, and it's it's starting to show. And I don't know if this is because he... He coined the phrase Forbidden Door, and he just wanted to be involved, and it seemed like a no-brainer to have the AEW world champion MJF, this young punk champion, uh, take on the legend Hiroshi Tanahashi. But uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I, I felt like uh, uh, Tanahashi was just a step slow. Yeah, for sure. I think it's the only story they could have really told with MJF. Like, there's no one else really to stand up for the honor of New Japan that would fit into that role. Um, so I get what they was going for. But yeah, it, it wasn't anything memorable. Um, I thought it was fine. I, I don't think I, I didn't hate it as much as everyone else seems to do. But yeah, I think this uh, this G1 could be very uh, telling for Tanahashi if he's like you know still hobbling around. Um, bless him. Like you know the the dude has been winding down. I think he needs to take a a bit more of a big drop so that we're not, you know, get, going to the Tenzan style where Tenzan has no ankles and can't really do much. Um, nobody wants to see Tanahashi like that as well. But the second match was like the complete opposite, man. 
Sam oh Punk God. and Kojima fucking roared. Awesome. It was my it was it was my third favorite match of the show. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I might even say second. Um I had a lot of love for this. Like obviously we're named Break Love. We have endless love for the man himself, Satoshi Kojima. Um and like when this got announced, then there was rumors of it happening before. Like I think Super J Cast broke it. There was gonna be Kojima um first. And uh I was like, that's a really fucking good match. Like that's kind that's infinitely better than any CM Punk versus Kenta match will ever be. Yes. Like th- this is such if, if Punk versus Kenta was the original one, and you know, I think Fight Four and others were reporting that Kenta backed out or punked him under it or whatever. I don't know uh what the reports were, but this is better than that match would have ever been. Like, we, we don't need to see Kenta and CM Punk. Give me Kojima over Kenta every day of the week. Yes, I agree with you 100. I still don't under... I think, and we've had this conversation before, leading up to Forbidden Door, the people who were clamoring for Kenta, CM Punk, I don't think they've watched any Kenta since he no, left no. Uh, Noah the f- fucking 10 years ago. Like, I don't think they're aware of 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 the shape that kent is in now and that he's more of like a novelty is, is that safe to say yeah i mean look he just got announced for defy wrestling slash pro defy wrestling which is happening the same day as rev pro the day before all in at wembley stadium like i'm hope praying to every god now that kenta will be at a rev pro show that same night because the defy wrestling's in the afternoon new japan and rev pro connection surely kent is going to be there in the evening um because yeah, whilst I, I I'm not gonna be overly excited to watch him wrestle, I'll pop for the entrance and I, I want to meet the man. He's a living legend, you know. He just can't he can't go as he once did. Um, but we we have to talk about the the elbow drop cockshot. Nuts. I I've just been searching for the Kojima tweet, the tweet to end all tweets. Did you find it? I found it at cozy underscore lariat. My elbow drop hit his cock. Sorry. But it's not on purpose, accident, because I don't have that kind of technology. Bicep emoji, love heart emoji, a broken love heart emoji. Uh, He doesn't have the technology to hit someone's cock on purpose with an elbow drop map. Right. Kojima, he's too wholesome for that. Yeah, no. And, uh, and uh, these things, it was an accident. I mean, it happens. Accidents happen. Sometimes, you know, a giant Japanese man flies off a top rope and you you lose the chance to have any kids in the future. Yeah, but what a fucking man. Kojima, he had his working, but like this was, this I think blew anyone who was like oh man, like we're not getting CM Punk Kento, we're getting Kojima and maybe you're not. There's people out there who aren't familiar with Kojima and his legacy in the world of, of professional wrestling. Man, he fucking came correct and that, uh, I got a kick out of the uh, the CM Punk in the corner, Larry, 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 yeah. <laughs> the That's a callback to his uh, what he, he him and Joe did that thing where they sat down. They yeah, did. exactly. Uh, I just googled like out of curiosity. It's, it's, it's Kojima turns fifty three this year uh, in September. Um, I'm curious at Minoru Suzuki as a comparison. Suzuki like fifty five. Yes, Suki's just turned 55. So he's got a couple of years uh, on Kojima. But man, Kojima's just in incredible shape. He puts on banger matches. He had that whole run in Noah last year where he was the GHC heavyweight champion. Like, he is the best of the dads. Like, he, th- look, I love what Minoru Suzuki does and everything. I would never take away any credit for him. But if you want, he doesn't bump. Suzuki's very smart. 
he stands up, he slaps, he'll punch, he'll forearm, he'll fight. And any bump he does take, he takes on his side. He never lands flat on his back. Um, <laughs> once I, If you didn't know that, and I've now said it, you will never not be able to unsee right. it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd say Kojima is the best out of all the dads, man. That, that match was awesome. Yeah, that match was that match blew my fucking mind, man. I could I I, I knew I, I knew Punk was winning, but I didn't oh, of course I didn't think it was going to be this good, and I was so happy uh, with the outcome. And I don't think you were as happy with the outcome of the next match, though. I mean, for starters, we thought there was going to be two matches here: a pure title match and an international match, and we were both way off on our bread club <laughs> last time. And it gets into a four-way match: Orange Cassidy retaining the AW International Championship over Daniel Garcia, Katsuyori Shibata, and Zack Saber Jr. Um. Yeah, like, I I don't mind overly, like, uh, you know, I thought, of course, New Japan bias showing here, the Zack Sabre Jr. and Katsuyori Shibata stuff was just out of this world, like, right. them both locking on a Manjigatame and then hobbling their opponent into the ring so that Shibata and, and Sabre can slap each other whilst they've got submissions on their opponents, that's brilliant, and the whole, you know, they're trying to just fucking fight each other and Daniel Garcia keeps on trying to walk in and then one of them will hit him away and then the other one will hit him away. It was a really fun match. It, it was just quick. It was fast. It was fun paced. Like you definitely need these type of matches on Forbidden Door. Yeah, and I like the uh, I like how Orange Cassidy cherry picked the win because it kind of I I think AEW did an unbelievable job with this show in continuing telling their storylines while also not devaluing the New Japan guys. Yeah, for sure. Um. I think when you look later in the cards, I'd have had like Ishii got the pin in that 10-man tag match. That's That yeah. was very surprising when we get to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there seems to be a continuation here. Zach seemingly ch- wants to challenge Orange Cassidy maybe for the title in the singles match. And Garcia's got his eyes on Shibata's pure title still. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's it was Shibata had the win. He hit the PK on Daniel Garcia and Orange Cassidy comes in and steals the win. I'm fine. I'm fine there's, with there's it. Still, I, and there's still that animosity between Cassidy and Shibata. She, yeah, exactly. So. That kind of like mutual respect that they've got going on is really cool. And Shibata's obviously a fan of the man. He he had one of his rare singles matches against him when he was first coming back. Um, I've got so much love for this next match. Jordy, for the finish. Can, can, before we talk about the next match, I got so much love for Doki. Fucking Did you Doki. see that match? Look, maybe I'm too harsh on AEW fans. Like they, they were cheering for Doki. There is no way anyone in that arena knew who that man was before <laughs> he came out. And they were they were getting it wrong. They were saying Dookie, but I, I appreciate the effort, the, the crowd chanting for Doki. Like that was so fucking cool, man. So much love him. And he just went out and fucking showed why he's so great. Holy shit, that was I am you know, I, I watch Dynamite usually the next day because I'm always working. Rampage is something I don't watch very often, and Collision is very new to me, and it's just hard for me to find time because I'm never home on Saturdays or Sundays, but I went out of my way to watch this fucking Doki Same. match, and I was so happy with it. I mean, yeah, obviously, I don't watch AW at all, but I went out of my way to watch the Doki and Jack Perry match after hearing everything. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. I loved it. Like, Doki deserves... I, I really hope he gets the title one day. really hope he does. Um, Jack Perry, or Jack Perry, or as the Japanese press refer to him as a uh, 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 son of nine hundred two one zero father. <laughs> um, look, I did, this match was fine, uh, nothing special, but I can't go over the fact that Sonata won with the moonsault. It absolutely tickled me, like not even the skull end or anything, just flat out one with the moonsault. When was the last time you fucking won with a moonsault? 
That's like the type of shit. That's the type of shit he beats young lions with. That he'll beat a junior with. Like he's got Deadfall. Like I fully expected him to win with that. Like (laughs) it was a proper like a little bit of a fuck you from Sonata. It felt like. Well, there's a lot of fuck yous from Sonata heading into the Forbidden Door, oh, yeah. uh, which I, you know, re- real or not, it was still entertaining. And they talked about it on commentary during the match. So I get a kick out of it. And it's uh, I-, I liked it. I liked the match. It was it's it's weird because of where New Japan is right with what we're doing with with with, Oka- you know, as these guys are getting older, Tanahashi, Naito. Um, you know, Okada's doing his own thing now. Like he's not in the main event picture. So the, when you think IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, like Sonata isn't uh, the picture of the IWG uh, World Heavyweight Champion to the casual fan, right? They're looking for that. They're looking for the Tanahashi's and the Okada's. So I thought the presentation was good. Um, I'm thrilled with it, but I, I understand why people were a little perplexed by by this match. I think the thing I like most is the fact that it's another defense for Sonata because we, when he won the title, there was a very real chance we all felt that he would get their Hiromi defense and that might be it. He had dropped right. the title at Dominion. We didn't know who the opponent would be and it was Suji. Um, we thought we might get a big shock because I don't think many expected him to head into the G1 as champion. Um, so we've gone from Sonata getting one defense over Hiromi to now having three. I think that's a big di- that's, that's a big difference. I'm a big stat nerd, stats nerd. I like these defenses. Right. They they mean something with this style of wrestling. Um, and I, I like that he's up to three as we and as we head into the G1 now, and obviously in the youth block, um, which we'll be covering. But uh, this this ten man tag match was wild, man. That the, that Takeshita forearm to Ishi go will go down in history. Holy shit, that was it, perfect. It was awesome. The whole thing was awesome. Um, this so I was working and I didn't get home until like. I don't know, whatever. I missed like the first half. So this was the first match I watched. Like I settled in and it was on and it just started. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the next day I went back and watched the rest. But this was, man, fucking awesome. The story that they told too with Eddie Kingston, like not letting the Bucks like super kick John. Oh, dude, no, I've got so many. That, that felt so dumb to me. Like I, I know I don't watch AW. <laughs> I know there's the big thing between Moxley and Kingston, like best friend, best enemies, like that they're homies, but they they'll go to war with each other and they had the feud over the title and all that stuff. But he just came out of nowhere and it was like, they, they scrapped a bit already during the match as well, Moxley and Eddie. It's not like they were shying away from fighting each other totally. And I don't know. I was, it made me chuckle because I felt like it was so dumb. And I know if people were listening to that, that are AEW fans, I'm going to get shit for that. Um, but I'll, <laughs> I'll put that one out there. Uh, and I loved, I loved that we had never you know, Takeshita and Umino had never been in a ring together, let alone on a team. And here Crazy. they are working in sync. Like it was just a fucking fun, fun match. Ishii getting the win was a, was huge because everyone was like in the build to this. It was like the young bucks, the elite and Eddie Kingston now. And he's going to pick his partner. And then it was like, it's Ishii. And people were like, oh, Ishii, because every time he shows up on AEW, it's cool. But he fucking catches an L. But yep. here he is. Fucking Ishii, the Stone Pitbull, getting a big W in a huge fucking ten man tag match. Yeah, no, all, all for it. Like that, the Western fans love Ishii more than the Japanese do. That's why he's always on these AW shows. Uh, you know, it, it's not by happenstance that he shows up in AW. He's probably been on AW more than any other New Japan wrestler. I would hazard a guess. Um, between you know, he he just seems to rock up whenever. Um, and of course, he had that match with Moxie on Dynamite as well. 
Um, another confession: I did not watch AW Women's World Championship match purely because I it, it was time. You know, I had to pick and I had to choose. I cut out the pre-show and I cut this out. Understandable. It was. It was good for what it was. I think the real story going into this match was that uh, Julia uh, challenged uh, Willow. Fuck yeah, Jesus, man. It's, it's... That was that's the real story, and that's what they really, you know, the match itself was whatever. It sticks stuck to the uh, the story that they've been telling with Tony Storm and the Outcasts. This might drop before the Wednesday episode, uh, the Wednesday Independence Day show, where Julia is challenging Willow. So, and obviously we didn't get to chat about it in our preview show last episode, but god damn, I'm so pumped to see Julia in a new Japan ring again. Like she's done it at Wrestle Kingdom, but this is this is a different beast. She's in a big singles match, and it's every chance she gets to Kyle, and she's just the coolest motherfucker on the planet, Julia. Like, if you don't know Julia, she is impossible to not just vibe with straight from the cut off. Like uh, I remember when I went to the stardom show at the top of the year, I walked in merch, I got a I signed my Uatani picture. And I was like, oh, should I get Julia? Should I get this other wrestler? Should I, get I was like, no, I'll just leave it as Mayu. Julia made her entrance. And I was like, fuck, why didn't I get Julia autograph? <laughs> she is the coolest motherfucker. I'm so excited for that. Um, but yeah, then, then we get into to the big shit, Matt. The, the 39 minutes, 50 seconds match. Will Ospreay winning back the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship from Mr. Kenny Omega. Uh. That's another another fucking classic, man. Another class. There's a there's one thing that really bothers me. Well, about I, I I was gonna I wanted to ask. You, let, let me, let's see if we're on the train. Same. We same are. Point. I know we are. Go ahead. What what are your thoughts on Don Callis interfering in the screwdriver spot? It. So my problem isn't the Don Callis interference. Oh, my really? problem is the fucking referee throws him out at the beginning of the match. Okay. Yeah. Why is he allowed to come back? You completely the shit all over the referee's authority. Why would anyone listen to this referee to begin with now going forward? It fucking drove me nuts. Don Cal is getting involved with the screwdriver. If it was up to me, I wouldn't have done it. I would have kept it just as clean as the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. But I get it because because Will Ospreay goes away now. He goes, he's going to go into the G1 as the U.S. champion. We're still telling this Kenny Omega versus... Uh, Don Callis story with Takeshita and the uh, screwdriver and they're going to do blood and guts and all this bullshit war games, whatever, you, you know, if you're not familiar with AEW, I get it. I would rather it not have been a thing, but in the show's lead, the, you know, that last week before Forbidden Door with with, you know, Don Callis tell he's going to give Osprey his security and and all this shit like I could have done without it, but I don't think it took away from the match for me. What took away was them throwing the referee out. Or the referee throwing Don Callis out, and then he just comes back anyway. Like, I'm gonna go get a coffee. I'll be back at 25. <laughs> yeah, he just couldn't stand up for that long. He's getting old. Like they let they let him go back and come back for the fucking last 10 minutes. Um, I, I think another thing that I, I wasn't overly a fan of was the Kamagoye one winged angel kick out at one. Um, I get it, and it's something that I, I don't know how. how while they would necessarily go over this spot in Japan, but I know it's something that an American crowd will fucking love, and they loved it. The, the crowd lost their fucking mind. Um, and I get it. I'm just personally, I'm not a fan. I couldn't sit here and tell you why. I don't. I don't think he should have won with that set. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know that the quick instant one kick out thing after something like that is kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just sits. It just irks me, kind of. I don't, I'm not sure why. 
I I mean I get it, but you know the for for in it, and I'm not sure if if Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton had done it, but it's it's been a constant on AEW TV. Oh and yeah, he was an yeah. impact. Nobody's ever kicked out of the One Wing Angel, which I'm pretty sure is false too. Didn't Kota kick out? Like yeah, Bushi kicked out of it in like 2012 or something. They yeah. had this crazy match in a in DDT. But that's like the story, right? So the, what's the I think like you're going to paint the picture like what's the beauty of it is the only person to kick out of the one winged angel is Kenny Omega, the guy who does the one wing angel and yeah. kicks out at one because he's like, this is my fucking move. I get it. It popped the crowd. Uh, I wasn't crazy about Tiger Driver 91 because oh, dude, dude, I fucking loved it, man. Do you know what? Yeah, I was, yes, but I safety, loved it too. But safety, please. Fuck? Fucking get out of here. Get out of here. Safety, please. Look, I'm of the agenda. I don't. Obviously, Shibata, Shibata, my favorite wrestler, almost literally fucking died because he was a stupid motherfucker and he done shoot headbutts, yeah? I don't think anybody should ever do shoot headbutts. No wrestler should be headbutting another wrestler, yeah? But if you must, if you if you have to do it, do it. Don't headbutt their shoulder. Don't headbutt their neck. Do it. So, if you're Kenny and you're Will Ospreay and you want to do something stupid, you want to do what Will Ospreay has dubbed the storm driver 93 fucking do it i don't want them to do it because i care about these people i don't want someone's head by each other me and marsh have done it when i was at tjpw top of the year i could fucking hear the skull crack from my seat oh, and oh. she got a concussion hated it it make it gives you chills it's horrible but if you kind of do it just fucking do it I'm, look and also don't fucking say, don't call me the fucking safety police no okay? not you not you i'm saying there was a lot of obviously discourse over this move well of course because all these fucking backyard indie garbage wrestlers now are going to want to do this spot and in another six weeks there's going to be a billion fucking videos on twitter of dudes with broken necks because they think they're at the level of kenny omega and will osprey exactly they're at that level like you know how far in advance did they potentially plan this was kenny like purposefully working on his neck muscles and his shoulder muscles so that he could comfort and stuff like he probably took it like a champion like super safely um like it, it it was awesome. It it, it was maybe one of the spots. It, it was one of the spots of the year. Absolutely. Um, I thought there were the Keno Kiyomiya Falcon Arrow onto the apron, ring apron spot. Like it was wild. There, there, there's so much to love about this match. Like we could spend the entire episode talking about it. You know, the callback to the DDT this time on the the steel steps. Um, the uh, you know Osprey going full fuck Canada. You know, doing the sharpshooter and stuff like that. The Obviously. flag, yep, exactly. Uh, you know, the story being told, the continuation of the Callis story, like you said, AEW done really well in continuing their stories here by not ever overshadowing what's happening with the fact they've got world class standing in New Japan standing in front of you. Um, one thing, no one on commentary, you've got three men on commentary, yeah, no one mentioned the fact there was a Kamigoye, not a single peep, not a, not a mention of what the move was, that it was a Bushi related, that it was even a knee. They just no one said anything. That's a big miss from commentary. Is it, you think it, I don't see what, I don't know why you do it on purpose. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't think there's a reason to do it on purpose. I think they just fucked up. Maybe Kevin thought Excalibur was, was going to say it and Excalibur yeah, thought was going to say it. And then Kevin the moment passed trained. and it's the one winged angel. And it, I think it was a big, it was a big miss. Uh, Cause obviously that adds so much to the moment. Um, right. But yeah, we'll we'll finally getting the title back. You know, they've teased another one. Uh, you know, 
Will, I think a video release, like a little video package on Dynamite or something, and Will's walking backstage and he says, Kenny, if you want to go again, I know a place. Uh, and of course, you know, we all we all want that round three in Wembley it's Stadium. A no, it's, it's a no-brainer. You have to. I fucking you have to. Um, but yeah, so where where do you place this versus the Wrestle Kingdom match? That's I'd a big have question. To, I'd have to watch them back to back. I don't think you're going to. I. It's tough, but I would go with the Wrestle Kingdom match just because of of the the build to that uh, with the press conferences and everything, and then just the level of. There was such they're both such great matches. I think they're just really different. I, they I are different, and that's the, have, that's the, that's the beauty of it too. I don't think that 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 a comparison is necessarily fair because the the Wrestle Kingdom match was Will Ospreay getting shown up, like he said, it was eighty twenty. Kenny Omega was just fucking wrecked him for the majority of that match, and this one's a lot more back and forth, and this one's got crazier moments and bigger spots and everything. Um, and you know, you had the Callis thing and the Will Ospreay, you know, going at it entirely differently, like lots of little nuances, like. The Wrestle Kingdom match, the bell rings. Osprey is shot out of a cannon. He charges at Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega dodges out of the way. This match, the whist, the, the referee, blow, uh, the bell gets rung, and Kenny's trying to goad Will to do the same thing, and Will's just staying put. It, it, lots of little nuances, and obviously right. Kenny is the king of that shit. Um, but yeah, no, nothing but love for this for these two guys for going out there and get like literally trying to kill themselves as best they could. Lesson. It'll be interesting to see when because we. I... I would fucking bet the house on it that this the trilogy is at all in, all out, whatever the fuck they're calling all in, right? All in, all out's like a week or two later. It's a week later. Yeah, that's crazy. But it kind of makes me excited, like all in, bro. (laughs) Uh, Because all in, or obviously originally it was this big coming together of all these different promotions and peoples and independent wrestlers and stuff like that, and it's the first one since that one, and maybe. This is gonna have more of that vibe. Like, yeah, let's get New Japan guys on here. Let's get Impact guys on here. Let's get fucking like, yeah, guys on here. Like, maybe it'll just be more of a fun vibe than a, you know we're gonna build very serious stories to this match. And you know, MJF yeah. defending the world title. They have three TV shows and Ring of Honor, so there's you could easily run two parallel uh, storylines that you know this comes to a conclusion at all in and this this version comes to the conclusion at all out yeah yeah they, they've got it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it to be fair it's, it should be an exciting few weeks um and six man is expensive cocaine is very expensive gotta make um, that money, baby this six man tag match naito darby allen and sting defeating sammy guevara minoru suzuki and chris jericho was the the sloppiest messiest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life I hated it. it was my least favorite it's like it was my least favorite match. No two men in this match were moving at the same speed ever. Like no one was I don't know. It's like every six men were speaking six different languages and walking at six different paces. It was bizarre. Just no one seemed to be able to connect on anything. That might be the best uh exp- the, what you just said might be the best example of what this match was. Because it was a fucking disaster. Just no one seemed to be able to get anything right. It I, I big love for Tetsuya Naito rocking the t-shirt not even caring enough to take off the t-shirt uh you know t-shirt naito's house show naito it's do you know multi-man tag match naito it's i don't give a fuck naito when when i when they did the tour in the states to philly and dc and he wore t-shirt i continuously was yelling for him to take off his shirt and let me see them titties <laughs> oh fucking hell but yeah no the tour <laughs> 
notoriously will not take his shirt off if he doesn't if it's not a big match to him and he said fuck uh fuck aw fuck forbidden door um and who can blame him after the the fucking mess this match was yeah this i mean rough, look rough spot to be sandwiched in between the two main events right yeah, they would have called our match. They knew what they were. But man, this is like there's fucking like 160 years of experience here <laughs> between Sting and Jericho and Naito and Suzuki. Like, yeah, that's why you guys could have done a little better than this fucking disaster. Yeah, that is it's a very fucking true and crazy point between those four men. Like, even if you take Naito out of it, because he's kind of a bit younger, um, Suzuki and Sting have like probably close to 100 odd years between them. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's wild. But main event, Brian Danielson, Kazuchika Okada. I got stick on Twitter, Matt, because I said yikes about this match. Really? I think I need to rewatch it. I rewatched the ending because the ending just was totally unexpected. Right. I did. The, the crowd weren't into it. And I felt like there was still so much more to go that when Okada tapped, I was just like, whoa, like. I, I, it just stunned me. So I went back and watched it and I appreciated it a bit more. But yeah, I wasn't blown away with this. I think uh, Danielson breaking his forearm. Oh, of course. Definitely. If I, I think I, enjoy, I I don't think this should have been the main event. I think it should have been Osprey and Omega. I get it. Oh, Carter and Danielson are bigger stars than Omega and Osprey. And well. I understand that. But they're go they're going to put on a more technical wrestling a- match. Yeah. And Kenny and Osprey put on like a sp- it was like a sprint. It was like chaos. It was all things that make a wrestling match beautiful, right? It was from start to finish. There was never a moment where you're like, let me dip and go grab a bottle of water or let me let me whatever run out of the room really fast and grab a snack. Like Danielson Okada was plotting. There was a story to tell. Obviously, I think the broken forearm, because I think you would have got like that last five minutes where it's a fucking sprint. It's the fucking Busaiko knee. It's the, the tombstone. It's the money clip. It's the yes lock. It's I think the whole like obviously Daniel Brian Danielson wrestling like the last 10 minutes with a broken forearm, fractured forearm is just fucking crazy lunacy, like toughest motherfucker on the planet. But my my issue with the match more so is up to that point, it wasn't like this is the best thing ever. Like, I don't think it was overly special. And when you're touting this match as who is the best wrestler in the world, that you're saying these are the two best, we're going to have a definitive here tonight. I don't think, you know, good isn't good enough. Great isn't good enough. You know, amazing isn't good enough. It has to be, like, original. It has to be its own fucking beast. Um, And they were no doubt getting to that. Like, this match was building. It was very slow. It was building. It was building. You get the the, uh, the tombstone on the, the... ramp where obviously things were going to pick up from there and then i think from that you get back in the ring and okada hits the elbow drop and then shits out the window right um so yeah i you know if who knows maybe if we like, people are still oh fucking over the moon and not high on this match um but yeah i think up until that point it wasn't good enough for me and then after that it's you know it's just incredible that they was able to do anything and what they done is better than anyone else could have done when you've got one man with a fractured arm yeah, and and also look, man, you back yourself in a corner when you you go out there and say this is going to be the the you know this wrestling match is between the two best wrestlers in the world. Then I think people have a certain expectation, uh, and you know you come off of you know the punk match, the four way, the ten man, 
Osprey Omega, like your f- senses are heightened. You're like, yep. okay, like those were fantastic. This is going to blow them out of the fucking water. And no matter what these two guys do in the ring, I think people had their expectations so high up. And I, again, I think, I think we would have reached set expectations if he didn't yeah. break his forearm. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%, I think. Um, because like when a match starts slow, it's always difficult, no matter who's in the match. If a match starts slow, it's kind of, you know, you, you kind of force yourself to keep your attention. But then the match finishes, and you appreciate why it started slow and how that all played into the match as a whole. Like, you look back at the slow start, and it makes more sense. But in the moment, I don't think it's over. Like, you know, it's maybe a bit harder to stomach, because I suppose. Um, But I, I will say, I think that finish, the whole long submission stretch, the... Daniel Cern, like, you know, mixing it up because he's got the broken forearm. That in front of a Japanese crowd, because the crowd was very, they, they were non responsive to these submissions, basically. That in front of a Japanese crowd, they lose their fucking mind at match, that possible match ending submissions. They would have been going fucking balls to the wall crazy for that finish, which I think really would have made a difference. Yeah, no, I, I, those, that, the fucking Forbidden Doors a long show too. All those AEW shows oh, are man. fucking Jesus. long, yeah. man. Like they just announced Grand Slam again, and I'm like, I'm in because it's in my neck of the woods. Hell yeah! But when I went last year, it was it was like fucking six hours long. Like by the time you get the rampage Fuck. tapings, bro, and that's where Muda came out. Muda came out to save Sting. Oh yes, of course, yeah. But at that point, you're like, F- I've been here for fucking five hours. Like I'm ah, beat. Yeah, like you really want to get pumped, but yeah, no, fucking fuck that. That's way too long, man. That's this. It's a lot. It's a long fucking day, man. Those well, shows are long. This is our last episode before G1 Climax begins, man. What, it, Kieran? What would you do if Kiyomiya used that submission lock in every <laughs> single match in the in the fucking A block this year? That'd be as superb, like, wouldn't it? It's like the like, biggest just... fuck you to Okada ever. That would be superb, man. Like, Kiyomiya was at home, like, waving his Brian Danielson flag. He had a little toy dragon. He was like, yeah, yeah, You know, fucking, like, tearing, like, screaming the roof off when Okada tapped. And he's like, yeah, fuck you, Okada. You're not so good. You're not so great after all. Um, but, yeah, no, um, fucking, we, we, it, we've, t- we've spoken about G1 quite a bit. Like, you know, it, the, the blocks were announced a while ago now. Um, but this is our final chance to talk about it. The next show we do, we'd have had a weekend of G1. Um, all the eyes are on the A block. It's it's wild, isn't it? They, they, there's very little care for the other blocks among fans, I feel. The whole discussion is A block, A block, A block. I mean, because when you look at C and D, like, you know... Look, July 16th, we've seen Naito, Jeff Cobb. We've seen Tanahashi, Zack Sabre Jr. You know, Goto Toriyano, we've seen a fucking million times. Sure, Shane Hayes, Alex Coughlin is great. Mikey Nichols, single match against Aaron Hanare, I'm in. Takagi, Eddie Kingston might be fun. Tamatanga, Evil's been done, you know, you know the outcome there. Yeah. But here in A, A's got all this fresh blood. Umino, Ren Narita to start, like, what? Suji, Kiyomiya? I mean, we, we we have to talk about it here as well whilst we're doing the A block because New Japan just set the world on fire. <laughs> oh, did they ever? The announcement of the Reiwa Free Musketeers. 
in recognition of their quick ascension in the ranks of New Japan Pro Wrestling and clear desire to lead a new generation within NJPW, Shota Umino, Ren Narita, and Yota Suji will together be officially named the Reiwa Free Musketeers. This might uh, be the best piece of booking ever. Is it? It's fucking genius. They hate it. Oh my Re- god, do they ever fucking hate fucking it? Fucking everyone hates it. Or every wrestler hates it. Shota Umo's the only one that's like, oh, it's kind of cool. Um, like, Renderita's like, yeah, no. no. Suji's like, I withdraw. And Shota's like, I don't agree with it, but I understand it and I will do my best to elevate New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, it's fucking superb stuff here. New Japan, with one website post, have set in motion like a decade's worth of feuds and rivalries here. So uh, what did Umino said? Umino said, what exactly is the title of the Riwa Fighting Spirit Three Musketeers? I'm so sorry. Frankly, I don't care and I'm not interested. He, he Shota's like, and that's like the most, was that Shota? That was Shota, yeah. And that was like the most uh, nice of the three responses. Uh, Suji has withdrawn. Uh, he said, no, thank you. Um, and Ren Reese, obviously very stoic and uh, not very talkative, said something along the same lines that he disagrees. Um, but yeah, like now you've got all the other guys part of this next generation. Gr- Great Okan, what about me, bro? What the fuck? And, you know, Gabe Kidd, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, fresh don't join bullet club two of those three in the g1 like are they invisible are they not part of this this kick for the new generation and the biggest one you you're fucking uramura right that boy he's always been my pick he, I, I love that boy to pieces um there's rumors that he like <laughs> okay i know this i've been told this personally by wrestlers Yuya Umura fucking loves being in America. Fucking loves it. Someone told me he doesn't want to go back to Japan. Really? It's probably not his choice. Under New Japan contract, etc, etc. In the past few weeks, I've seen other people saying the same information. I heard this a long time ago, like maybe a year ago, about Yuya. Um, And yeah, like people, uh, you know, of the agenda that maybe he will actually sign with Impact, like he's eager to stay in America. Um, but you know, maybe it's all part of the story. Maybe I'm being bullshitted too. Maybe I'm part. Maybe you know. Maybe they're feed. Maybe some wrestlers are feeding me stuff to to push the narrative. Um, but yeah, if Yuya comes back, why the fuck ain't he? Like you know, he he's got an instant chip on his shoulder. Right. Of course. Yeah. No. This is this was this was not the news I was expecting to to come out between Forbidden Door and the G1 Climax. Uh, and the response by all three is is it, I, I'm. I'm in, man. I don't know what the I don't know what the play is. I don't know what the story is, but I am in, and I want to know what what's going on here. I think it's so interesting as well because if you if you don't know the history of the Three Musketeers and this whole thing, the original Three Musketeers were Masahiro Chono, Shinya Hashimoto, and Keiji Muto. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I don't think they coined themselves that, or if they did, they was abroad or something like that, or the newspapers coined them that, or something. It wasn't like New Japan said these are our three boys. Then New Japan tried to, and you know they wouldn't, they, they they didn't team together. This isn't a tag team, the Three Musketeers. It's just basically these are three guys. These are leading New Japan professional wrestling. Um, and of course, through the nineties, it was Muto, it was Chono, and it was Naka, uh, it was uh, Chono, Hashimoto, and Keiji Muto. Um, and then in two thousand four, New Japan tried it themselves, 
the new three musketeers Hiroshi Tanahashi, Shinya Hashimoto, Katsuyori Shibata. Much the same response. Uh, one of my favorite tag matches. I think it's the only time the three men team up. They spend more time fighting each other than they do the other three men they're fighting. Uh, it's superb. It's on YouTube. Shibata tags himself in by bitch slapping Tanahashi around the face. <laughs> they're, they're breaking up each other's pins, Matt. They're trying to... Te- right. They're meant to be teaming and they're breaking up each other's pins. It's the best thing. It's like the uh, the Desperado, Hiromu, Wato yeah, match. Uh, scaled up a hundred times because obviously Shibata is a mean motherfucker um, and Nakamura was just as bad um, and of course we all know how that went Shibata left the company because uh, uh, you know he didn't agree with things um, and now they're trying it again they're going with the Reiwa three musketeers with Suji, Umino and Narita um, they, 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 as much as they set up de- decades worth of feuds and they're all pissed off as well it's a lot of fucking pressure yes. they've literally said the company's yours boys get going yeah, they, you know, you go, you went through all those six guys. I mean, it seems like every twenty years they anoint uh, three three men to, to carry the flag, and the, you know, they're not fucking slouches. So there's clearly someone sees the potential. It's just now for them. Like this is those are man, those are big shoes to fill. That's that's forty years of of New Japan pro wrestling legacy that you got to put them boots on and follow in the in the the shoes of those guys. That's a lot. I think it's really early as well. Like I, they've done it early with the the new three musketeers as well. Like you look at the pictures of Shibata Tanahashi and Nakamura when they're part of it, and they're all babies. Um, lots of baby fat on them and everything. Like, and I just think it is wild and as well it just adds to new japan has changed from this one announcement as if okada wasn't pissed off enough with these kids already <laughs> do you know what i mean like i i he's got i could i, I can imagine him just rocking up the a block just to fucking try and kick the shit out of them for no fucking reason um they, they they've just added so many layers to everything like as if this a block wasn't the talking point enough with this being the youth block you now have this Ray were three musketeers and every motherfucker is going to be gunning for them and they're going to need to be putting up on their top game. It's exceptional from New Japan. Yeah. And you know, you want, do you want to, these, these guys have been groomed. They've been, you know, young lion, they've been excursion. Like we've, I talk about all the time, Tanahashi and Naito are not getting any younger. Like we need people to step up into these spots, you know, Okada's on his own journey. Osprey, you know, is amazing. But he, he his body takes a fucking beating like he can't do it forever. Nobody wants him to do it forever more than me and you. Right. Because he's the oh, fucking goat. He's the he, best. He is the best. Uh, yeah. I um, love the dude's bits. Uh, I just it's like we, we spoke about in the last episode of following Dominion. And everything like how much of a clear push there is for a new generation that they're like, OK, we need time to establish our new stars. Here's Master Watto. He's going to win best of the Super Juniors. Uh, you know, here's Clark Connors and Dan Maloney, two young stars. Here's Alex Coughlin, gay kid, young stars. David Finley's only 30. Um, you know, he's in this table. He's in this next generation push too. Um, there's definitely got, obviously, Suji debuting by competing in the main event of Dominion for the World Heavyweight Championship. They are making such a obvious push for this new generation, and it fucking rules. Like, That's 100%. Look, we saw they they weathered the storm with the pandemic, and they gave us... They they made it work right, and a lot of it wasn't great. Nope. Let's you know New Japan Cups with with Nagata and uh, Hanma, bless him. Yeah, like they weathered the storm. They gave us wrestling. It's what we needed. It's what we wanted, right? But now, like 
the storm is clear. Like this is this is this is this is we're moving in the right direction now, and and it seems like it's on the fast track. And I hope that doesn't fuck things up. But I'm excited for it, man. I'm a super jacked up for this G1. Um, you know, obviously, I think we're both in the same camp. Unless you change your mind in the last couple of weeks, Naito seems to be for all storyline purposes. This I think might be his, but. Go on. Yeah. With this this announcement now, with these like they're That's gonna be thinking. Curve, curveballs left and right, man. Surely one of those three uh, minimum has to be making for, uh, progressing through the blocks now. Like it changes, it, it must change your thoughts on who's necessarily going to be getting out of a block because obviously two people from each block get through. Um, but I mean, we, we as much as I could talk about a block forever, we we got to look at the other blocks. The B block. You've got Will Ospreay and Great O'Khan in the same block. Very interesting. Um, Will Ospreay obviously has just won the title now. So it's a matter of, you know, who's going to get the pin over Will and who's going to get the challenge for a title shot in the future. Um, you know, I could see them going with ELP there, personally. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I don't you, like that. That's a nice fit right there. That's a guaranteed, uh, that's a guaranteed awesome match. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of the winner, you, you look at people as well. Like Okada has the, the chances of someone winning with a title is always slim at best. Um, the six-man titles are, you know, bottom of the rung as much as the Okada Tanahashi and Ishii team have elevated it um, because, you know, them three guys holding it in general. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Okada won with the six-man title, but him having a title certainly decreases his chances, right? Of winning or w- or winning, winning the, the tournament? Winning, I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, I think he's he could he could clear the blocks for sure. Yeah, he's got to get to the. He's got to him and Kiyomiya. It has to happen. Yeah. Uh, as well, again, we we talk about this push, this new generation and stuff as well. So it's like, are they gonna make a great Okan? Is he gonna get out of the blocks? Is a uh, you know, is David Finley gonna get out of the blocks? Is Alex Coughlin gonna get out of the blocks? You know, Zack Saber Jr. Are, are they gonna continue this push for these new guys? Are, are we gonna get a totally fresh final? Two guys that have never gotten close to the final before like you know when sonata took on abushi um no one expected sonata to make that final um right. and, that, and now look at my wgp world heavyweight champion yeah there's a there's a lot i think i think a, you know we're, i will go back to a block a block's interesting because you have your iwgp champion there too someone's yeah. who's gonna get a win over him it's it, it's crazy you got the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion in there with all the kids. Will Ospreay in there as IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. Taichi's in there as well. He's KOPW Champion, let's not forget. Um, he, he beat Shingo and that's kind of disappeared for, for a while since. Um, who else do we have that's champions in there? You know, either Kento or Eddie Kingston will be the strong openweight champion. Uh, David Finley's the never openweight champion in C Block as well. Um, Yoshihashi's a tag champion in B Block. Yeah, I mean, he could if... Yeah, War Dogs, Alex Coughlin, Gabe Kidd might win one or both of the titles at Independence Day. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., the world NJPW World TV champion, who's going to get a pin over him, who's going to challenge for that title in the future. Um, Alex Coughlin, I'd like to see. I think that'd be really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's so much going on. Like, maybe too much, you could argue, in this G1. Um, but I think it's always good to look at the end of the tournament, the final matches of blocks. And you can usually kind of hedge your bets on who's making the final. You know, if you see Naito and Tanahashi on the last night, uh, chances are one of them's making the final that they're both going to be in play on the final night. Right. Um, 
So on Saturday, August the 5th, you've got the final night of A block. Sonata versus Chase Owens, Kaito Kiyomiya versus Ren Narita, Shota Umino versus Hikaleo, and Yota Suji versus Gabriel Kidd. Um, interesting. Again, those Sonata and Chase Owens, obviously, you wouldn't expect either of those to necessarily be in contention at that point, I suppose, especially given that matchup. But then Kaito, Ren, Shota, Hikaleo, Suji, Gabriel Kidd, any of them could make the blo- get out of blocks, right? Absolutely. And, and look, man, I mean... I hate to see it, but Chase could play spoiler too. Like he could, even if he just goes to a time limit draw, right? Because we're getting shorter matches. Yeah, twenty minutes. That's a a great fucking point. Um, Sunday, August the sixth, final night of B block. Taichi versus Great Okan, El Fantasmo versus Will Ospreay, Okada versus Tangaloa, and Kenta versus Yoshihashi. I think that one's more of a giveaway of sorts. Like no one's expecting Kenta or Yoshihashi to make it out. I'd expect maybe Taichi, Great Okan, or El Fantasma and Will Ospreay to get out of blocks. Um, Okada versus Tangaloa is a very bizarre final day of blocks for me. But Tangaloa has been away a long time. I, I don't know what New Japan have planned for the guy. Yeah, but there's no shot they jammed that rocket up his ass. There's Who no knows? shot. Why, why not? He's been gone for so long. Exactly. I don't know, but I don't know how I feel about that. Tangaloa in the final eight. Stranger things have happened. That's fair. That's true. There's going to be someone. Someone's going to sneak through the cracks. A hundred percent. There's going to be some shockers. Uh, Tuesday, August eighth, final night of C Block. Tomohiro Ishii versus Mikey Nichols. Tamatonga versus Aaron Hanare. Evil versus Shingo Takagi, and Eddie Kingston versus David Finley. Kingston versus Finley on the final night is a very interesting one. One of one of those men could be getting to the block out of blocks. I don't want any. I don't want any Kingston anywhere near the final. I'm still hot about him beating Jay White. He does, does have to make the finals, but he can get out of the blocks. He can get into the quarterfinals. I don't want him out of the blocks. It's okay. his first time there. Two wins, Max. You're at the, <laughs> the bottom. Big guy. Uh, final night of D block: Hiroki Goto versus Zack Saber Jr., Jeff Cobb versus Shane Haste, Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Toriyano versus Alex Coughlin. Uh, so I, I don't think my boy Alex Coglin is our, our boy Alex Coglin is getting to the out of the blocks. I don't think so. You know he's taking on Yano. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be late against like a Goto getting out of the blocks. The guy deserves love every once in a while. I would love to see Shane Hayes get out of the block. Oh, dude, that would be the best. That would fucking. <laughs> I'd be I so, would. I'd love, be so pumped. Love for him to to sneak out. I don't like Tanahashi Naito at the top there. It's got to be Naito, surely. Like, yeah. of, I don't know. Maybe that, you know what? They could go to a draw. They could both get through or something crazy like that. That's the, these, these draws could really throw a spanner into lots of the works. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, and if any, if we've seen anything from the, the last G1s, we've gone into a couple last, last days of the block where there was a lot of, it's like that meme of Charlie from Moist Sunny in Philadelphia oh, yeah. in the mailroom. Well, it's crazy. There's a lot of shit that could happen. Pray, pray for Chris Charlton and Kevin Kelly. Send your, send your, send your thoughts and prayers to them for all the math they're gonna have to try and do. Um, but whilst we're still talking about G one, I want to plug something quickly because yeah. over, over at Wrestle In at Wrestle In I double N, we're doing a G one. We're doing a Pickums competition. Oh, uh, you, we, uh, we're not doing it every night. You don't have to pick who's gonna win every single match because that's a fucking minefield and that takes a lot of effort from everyone. Uh, including you, if you want to enter. But basically, if you pick who's going to get out of the blocks in each block, so two people from each block, 
then who's going to get reach the quarterfinals? Who's going to reach the semifinals? Who's going to reach the final? Who's going to be the winner? If you get all your pick, whoever gets the most picks correct, you get points depending on the, the picks. Um, we're giving away New Japan gift cards for the token shop in America, um, the New Japan token shop global. So enter, make your picks, and you've got a chance to to win some free money to buy some New Japan merch, basically, over at Wrestle In, like it says down there. Oh yeah, I just found the tweet. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do when we're done. I'm gonna I'm gonna enter myself. Oh yeah, yeah, you you can. I, I will enter, but obviously I can't win. Uh, no, neither can anyone else on the Wrestle In team. But we'll we'll enter for the fun. Um, and no doubt I'll do all four anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, please if you if you're interested, go follow at Wrestle In and you know give that a shot. We we wanted to make the G1 climax a bit fun, a bit more fun for everyone, as if it's not already fun enough. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking jacked up, man. It's only it's less than two weeks before we get our first night. Yeah, like this time when when we're back in two weeks, we would have had the first two nights. I think is there is there is it a weekender the opening night? I know it starts on a Saturday. Starts uh, the fifteenth is night one, the sixteenth is night two, Ooh. and then we are back on the seventeenth. And then the... we'll have we'll have the first two nights of G one to talk about when we're back. Yeah, because then uh, July eighteenth will be night three. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's not best of the Super Juniors, thankfully. Uh, it, it's keep upable. Um, but yeah, first nights we've got some really cool matches. Um, Shota versus Ren, like uh, Matt said, Okada versus Great Okan, Suji versus Kiyomiya. Suji, of course, rocked up at another show. He just turned up, sat front row for a Kiyomiya match, um, and then he left after uh, because you know Suji does what Suji wants to do. Um, I'm so excited. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be really good, man. It's. I'm excited to see how it plays out and 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 how much this Renoir uh, Three Musketeers thing plays into the tournament. Yeah, for sure. They they've they've done well with that. Um, aside from G1, there's been some New Japan affiliated news. Jace, Jason, that's the word. Fuck's sake. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. Well, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until something pops up. I think. I think I was going to speak about something else, but I think Matt is going for something else. Uh, maybe. Let's uh, let's see what the see red, the let's, see what, let's see what the red bubble said. Yeah, I was going to talk about something else, but oh. then I figured I figured you were going for this. Uh, Koto Ibushi is coming back. His first match on Japanese soil since the G1 injury. Uh, he will be competing for Gleet. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're doing it in Ryogoku Kokukikan, Ryogoku Sumo Hall. I want to say. Um, I don't have the details in front of me. I'm pretty sure it's on like August 4th or something like that. It's early August. Um, I'm looking for it now. What is with this fucking? But yeah, he uh, so Gleet, for those who don't know, it's a relatively new promotion. Uh, L Lindemann was, I think, their inaugural champion. I want to say, uh, of course, you, you'll know L Lindemann from Best of the Super Juniors and from uh, Super Junior Tag League. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're a newer company. They're doing cool shit. I, I don't know enough. I'm not going to feign. I know of them and I, I see stuff. Uh, but yeah, he um, obviously Ibushi wrestled for GCW. But yeah, uh, August 8th at Gleet's VR Mega Event, version Mega Event. August 4th. Oh, August 4th? Friday, August 4th, according to Uncle Dave. No, that sounds right. I thought it was August 4th. And I'm pretty sure it's in Rio Goku. So it's the biggest show in Gleet history. And it's at Sumo Hall out. in Tokyo. Yeah, Ryugoku Kikikan. And August 4th, Koto Ibushi, he's back. We don't know who he's facing, I don't think. Um, but he revealed a video package 
uh, at the end of the Gleet show, which was on his 19th wrestling anniversary as well. That video package was shown. So pretty cool. Um, it's, it's cool to know he's coming back, that we're going to get a bit more of Bushi. Is it crazy that we ha- we haven't heard or talked more about Ibushi? Like, I feel like those two matches he had in GCW kind of... Apparently, he maybe got injured during that. One of them. Really? Cause like, I, or I he like got injured in what... the build-up to it or something like that. I feel like they got they flew under the radar. Like people weren't fucking foaming at the mouth talking about them during WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I didn't think they were the great like anything special. Like I don't think the match was that great. It was more so like Ibushi's back. That was you know that was the attraction. Um, but hopefully, you know, he's teased as well. This is the start of more. Like he's got a lot more stuff getting announced. Um, and the fact that he's doing elite indicates that he's just going freelance that he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants there's there's a lot of wrestling out there especially in japan there's wrestling seven days a week um he he and it, it's abushi you know the dude is a free spirit the the free spirit the most free spirit um so yeah who know who knows where the fuck he's gonna turn up choco pro please uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see man the wrestling world is better when kota abushi is in it i'll tell you that a hundred percent and you gotta imagine tony khan and kenny are, are, the Wanting him in AEW, I don't, I, you can't imagine Kenny's pushing him to join AEW, but you know, I'm sure I imagine he'll be a happy boy if he did that. The news I was gonna say, Matt, oh, is that Yuji Nagata lost the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship. No, did he really? He is no longer the Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he lost it, uh, at the weekend, I want to say. Um, Let's see if I can find it. I'm not sure who beat him. I think it was Yuma Ayogi, I want to say. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Nagata. Yuma Ayogi. Yeah, you're right. Yuma Ayogi. Um, yeah, so the, the, the reign of Nagata as the Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion comes to an end over in All Japan Pro Wrestling. So maybe we're going to see the return of him in New Japan in some capacity soon. I didn't know Master Wado was doing uh, AJP, AJPW shows. Yeah, like the, the the cross promotion is just wild. Like Hiromu was at Dragon Gate at the weekend. Hiromu wrestled Yamato. Uh, Shingo was there as a support for Hiromu, and then he wrestled as well as a, as a mystery tag partner. Um, of course, Shingo from Dragon Gate originally. Um, people are just fucking everywhere. It, it, it's crazy. Like Keno was All Japan ta- tag champion and Dragon Gate champion, and obviously he's Noah boy, and he was all together again, and he faced naito at wrestle kingdom at the top of the year like everyone is everywhere it's it's wild it's such a cool time to be a wrestling fan in in japan congo is no more right congo is no more that was weird like it was keno's anniversary show no no hints there was no no bad blood between anyone the, the match is fit the match is over he's doing the, the go home promo and he's like congo's done so there's no animosity there's no ill will we're, we're just calling it a day um very surprising but he goes into the end with the, matt you, you, we got a G1 climax to worry about, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of the fine folks that listen to the Bread Club will also be watching Noah's N1 Victory Tournament, their version of the G1 climax. Oh boy, they will be watching Stardom's five star Grand Prix again, Stardom's version of G1 climax. Oh boy, and possibly TJPW's Tokyo Joshi Princess Cup, their version of the G1 climax. There is at least four big tournaments happening in Japan for out of summer. Yeah, man, what the fuck? How are you going to keep track of all this? It's I, I'm grateful I only watch New Japan, but there, there, there's you know 
power to these crazy guys that have the commitment to watch all this wrestling like more power to you like i i'm envious of your ability to do so uh yeah but then me both the N1 victory looks really fucking cool this year. I am I'm very yeah, tempted. We got Block A is Jake Lee, Kanoa, Masaki Kitamiya, Jack Morris, Yoshiki Inamira, Timothy Thatcher, Adam Brooks, Yuki Yaoshioka, the B block. You love this. Go Shizuki. Shirazaki. Uh, do you want me to correct you or just let you get uh, them wrong? Uh you both, a little bit of both. Uh, Katsukio Nakajima. Katsuhiku Nakajima. Alhiho uh, del, uh, del Dr. I mean, Wagner Jr. That one's Mexican. I can't help too much. Manabu Soya. Yeah. Da, uh, Daki Inaba. Daki Inaba. All right. Yep. Saxton Hurley Huxley. Yep. Ross Cook. Lance Anoy. I know him. From MLW, yeah. Yeah, and Yuma Anz- Anzai. Yeah, so oh, he is like Wikipedia page. He is from uh, All Japan. Uh, he's from All Japan. You've got uh, I've not got the names annoyingly. I've only got the picture. The last guy you said from A Block is from Dragon Gate. Um, Adam Brooks has been freelance for a while. He's a guy from the Australian scene. Uh, he's wrestled for Ring of Honor in the past. He had a long stint in the UK too on the Independence. Uh, you got Lance Anzai. I think he just worked Impact too. But yeah, yeah, he did whilst they was in uh, Australia. Uh, you got Lance Anaway from uh, MLW, of course. So you've got guys from, you've got obviously guys from Noah, then you've got guys from MLW, then you've got guys from Dragon Gate, All Japan, and the freelance Adam Brooks, uh, along with, you know, they've cut lots of the, the veterans. There's no Fujita here. There's no Kojima. There's no uh, Segura. There's no, you know, they, they've cut lots of the kind of the older guys out. Obviously, Muto has now retired. It's really fucking compact. It, it's kind of a very stark difference to the G1, where the G1 has a lot. And I'm not saying no one's deserving of being in that, but it's like double the size. Whereas this is really fucking compact and great. Like, Go Shiozaki and Katsuko Nakajima recently reformed Axis, their tag team, and they're in the same block. That's, you know, you can keep your Golden Lovers, you can keep your Kenny versus Yurobushis. Nakajima versus Shiozaki is gonna fucking rule. I I I, wa- I want to dip in and out as much as I can of this tournament. Yeah. Hell yeah! There, right. there, there's okay. some must see stuff in that. I pulled up the <laughs> I pulled up the Stardom uh, Grand Prix too. Oh, let, let's go for it. Let me get let me get out myself. Hang on, because whilst we're here as well, maybe uh, you haven't. Maybe hopefully this airs in time. But WrestleIn will be doing a live uh, preview of. Uh, the five star Grand Prix. Uh, oh, nice! Wrestle in on YouTube. It's happening on July fourth. Because what better way to celebrate for all you Americans than talking about some uh, Joshi wrestlers uh, all the way from Stardom and in Japan? Uh, but yeah, no, Matt, please uh, break down the uh, five star GP blocks for us. All right, so it's, uh, they announced the blocks on the twenty fifth. We have the red stars. And we have the blue stars. We do. And I know you guys are excited about this. This so am I. This is going to be amazing. Um, all right, here we go. Matt butchers everyone's name. Let's see the red stars. We have Starlight Kid. Yep. We have Mayu Iwatani. Yep. We have Tam Nakano. Yep. We have Suri. Shuri. Yep. Shuri. Suri. It's all the same. We have Saya Kamatani. Yeah, now that. Suzy Suzuki. 
Suzu Suzuki. So close. Suzu. It looks like Suzy. Uh, what's what's a Natsupoi? Natsupoi is great. Leave Natsupoi. Is that right? Yeah, Natsupoi. Nice. Uh, Hazuki, sister of Hakushi. Um, no? No. Damn it. <laughs> Natsuko Tora? Natsuko Tora, yep. Uh, uh, Amy Suri? I think so. That's a new one to me as well, I've got to admit. I think she only recently joined or oh, started or came back to stardom or something. Yes. In the Blue Stars, we got Azumi. Yeah, nailed it. None, none of that AZ, AZM bullshit like Mercedes Monet. Hey, man, you, you taught me well, even though I still don't understand how you get Azumi at AZM. <laughs> uh, Momo Watanabe. Yep. Uh, we got Julia. Of course. We got Mariah May. We do. We got Hanan. We do. Uh, Utami Hayashishada. Utami, <laughs> Utami Hayashishta. <laughs> Hayashishta? Yeah, I know. It's, Hayashishta. Like there's, it's like there's an extra SHI in there than you think there should be. Hayashishta? I mean, it checks out. It looks right. Hayashishta. It's, 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 it's a difficult one. Don't worry. That that one you get a free pass on. Oh, I'm not worried at all. <laughs> it's embarrassing myself for the entertainment. You've done the really well. Thank you. Uh, Mina Shirakawa. Yep, perfect. Mariah. Mirai, just Mirai. Mirai. Uh, oh, this one's gonna hurt. Sorry, Anoi. Yeah, I can't help you. Again, she she came back recently. Uh, I think she won the the, the three women titles with uh, Kyrie and then lost them. Nice. Oh, she's like a champion. She, no, I think she dropped them now as well. I'm not 100. percent I'm 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 starting starting adjacent. Uh, I'm right, not always on top of it. No worries. Uh, and then we got Mikey. 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 Micah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was the best one. <laughs> what was the other tournament? Uh, Tokyo Joshi Princess Cup. Oh, boy. Tokyo. We're doing, we're doing the rounds here, guys. You come, come for the New Japan, stay for Matt butchering the entire Japanese continent. Not the entire, did okay. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, Tokyo Joshi Princess Cup. I'm not sure when it starts. I should get up myself as well. I know this roster well enough that I think I'd be fine. Where can uh, I find this? Tokyo Joshi Princess Cup 2023. History. Oh, yeah, maybe I should put it 2023. They, is it, have they announced the participants yet? They have. Uh, I've got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's... Dramatic DDT should be the first website that comes up when you put yes. Tokyo Joshi Princess yes. Cartoon They've got it listed out there. Oh, God. All right. This is what's this? We got 16, ignore... 16 participants. Yeah. Ignore the picture. They're all in a list below the picture. All the I see the. I see. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Uh, Mazuki, that's her yeah. seventh appearance. She won it in 19 and 20. Yeah. The Princess of Princess Champion right now. Uh, Rika Tatsumi, the international princess champion. Mayu Yamashita. You should know this one. She's been on AEW enough. Miyu Mashita. The, Ma the lady that fought Thunder Rosa and everything. And Thunder Rosa went to Japan to face her last year. Gotcha. Miyu Mashita. Miyu Yamashita. Liked Keshita, but okay. Yamashita. Yeah, Yamashita. That's it. Nailed it. Uh, Shoko Nakajima. Yep, just like uh, Katsuhiko from Noah. I fucking know. She won in 2015 too. I know this stuff. Don't. I'm not reading the, the, the big, the big kaiju Shoko Nakajima. Uh, Miyu Watanabe. 
Mia Watanabe, my favorite. Uh, she does the does the giant swing that you've maybe see, seen uh, better than Cesaro or Claudio, I'm... some would say. Whoa. Uh, Hyper Miso? Misao. Yep. The superhero that we all need. Do we though? Do we need we more do, superheroes? We, no, we do. If you if you when you see your hyper missile, you will understand that she is here to save all the little children of the world. All right. Just the just the little children? That seems a bit rude. Well, I mean, we don't need saving. Fucking A, I do, bro. Look I at mean, me. The asking. things I, the things I need saving from aren't physical. They're they're mental. <laughs> uh Yuki Anoi? Uh I think so. I, that's one I've not actually heard outside. Someone, someone will leave a comment. Oh, I didn't pull the comments. I'm the failure today. I'm sorry. Yuki Kamafuki. Yeah. Yep. Noah. How do you say it? Noah Kakatua. I would guess now Kakuta would be my now guess. Kakuta. See, this is yeah. why this is why we do this because you know and I don't. Uh, Hikaru Noi. Hikari Noah. On I think it's Noah. I'm not sure. These are just made. This is like NXT. These are all just made. <laughs> Every name is made up. Raku's Rocket Raku's Raku Raku. Yeah, Raku. Oh. followed by Susie Susie M Susie Me <laughs> Susie May. Uh. God damn! You know any of these people? Yeah, I know. There's like I I know them all by name for sure. Not I know them all. This is you know, know this is fun, right? Because people think I'm an idiot. Um, but we got to get you to start reading like. MLW stuff, wrestlers you maybe don't know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like one get, called Anders. Get me on NXT, dude. I went to Money in the Bank and I was like, who is this? Who's Zoe Stark? She's in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. I was like, who's that? I was like, who's LA Knight? I was like, you know, there's some of these people I just had no idea. I'd never seen them before. I like it. Yeah, we got to start doing a bit where you read like results from like, a game. I'm a fucking podunk in the Western <laughs> show that I find on Cage Match. <laughs> Oh, and I, like, I, fucking hoop, I hype it up like it's the best thing ever. I Where should I? find our comments. That's a good idea why I continue to. I only have four more names to butcher. Uh, Arusi, Arusu, Arisu, Endo. Arisu. Yeah, Arisu, Endo. Uh, Mocha Miyamoto. Uh, Miyamoto, yep. Yep, yep. This is arguably this this uh, this Princess Cup has given me the most difficulty out of yes. all three. Uh, Yuki Orai. Yep, she's fantastic. And interview uh, with her on the wrestling website if you want to check it out. At Wrestling, two N's on Twitter. Uh, Mahiro Karuki. Mahiro Kiryu. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Again, I know oh, this is the same said... day as the G1. Fuck this. I'm out of this cup. Fuck <laughs> off, cup. You're dead. To me. <laughs> and also the same day when, uh, like I said on the last episode, that Katsuhiko Nakajima is going to be taking on All Japan's Kento Miyahara, which is the, a fucking big dream match. Uh, G1's got competition, but I've got our comments. We've got Scott George, uh, best Japanese podcast on this platform. Love the content Matt and Kieran produce bi weekly. He couldn't wait for the G1 and Forbidden Door. He thinks Osprey and Okada are going to win and Tana loses at Forbidden Door. Uh, so he he got two out of three. Um, he got two out of three. He's going for Naito to win the G1 and to face Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, yeah. He, he's on board with us, George. He, he thinks Sonata and Naito at Wrestle Kingdom too. I love Scott. I love Scott George. He shows up every Monday night. What a guy. Yeah. 
Uh, Peter Davies, again, always leaving us comments. We, we, we seriously appreciate this, guys. Uh, said Osprey Omega 1 was so, so good, was incredible. And after watching it, it was like they left stuff on the table too. So he really believes it would somehow go to another level, depending how much time they got given. Well, Peter Davies, they got given 40 minutes, mate. So you must be pretty damn happy. <laughs> Our boy Julian, as always... Really excited for Forbidden Door. He liked me. He thought about watching it live, but it was a 2 a.m. start for him. I wonder if he did. Do, do we think Julian stayed up, Matt? Yes, I think Julian's a maniac, just like the rest of us. He only watched the main event of All Together, but he loved it and the Okada character and everything. Okada and Kaito are doing, but he wishes they were in the same block. Uh, not a fan of the layout of the blocks in terms of who's in which block. Um, and he's excited for the Independence Day shows. The fact that we're getting cast... cut. Jun Kasai, Despi, Homicide, and Mox in the same ring. They're going to kill each other. J- Julian, we, by the time you're watching this, maybe one of those four men is dead. We, I, I don't know. I oh, can only dude, speak it. Come on, dead. Right, so the, the, the match is called a final death match. I understand. Like, actually, it's, it's just called final death. It's not called a final death match. It's just a final death. But where do, we don't want anyone to die, Kieran. I mean, they got to kind of live up to the hype now, right? No one is tuning in to see a real death. I don't know. I don't this know. is not an episode of Black Mirror. It's New Japan Strong. Yusuf, short and sweet uh, for our last episode, saying he loves he, love you boys. Also, Forbidden Door will be a banger. How right he was. Uh, Miss Kate Fabe, uh, always giving us shouts out on Twitter and everything. Um, she She's awesome. Uh, reading the comments on air, I'll just say I'm here for Block D. D's nuts. She's a fucking Eddie Kingston mark, that Kate. <laughs> uh Declan Sanchez asked, How did we feel about a pre-show of Forbidden Door? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so good, Declan. Like we, we covered that at the top of the show. Like you you must be very happy with our coverage of the pre-show. I watched it three times. Uh oh, Yusuf with a second comment here. Uh Yusuf wow, coming in hot. Kieran is the only British wrestling content creator that is great. Adam Blypeed is washed. Ollie Davis is a WWF chill. Um, <laughs> I, I I massively appreciate the love, Yusuf. I know Adam Blimpede by name. I don't know who Ollie Davis is, but also I don't check out much wrestling content, Matt. Like, no. I I I I I, I listen to the Shining Wizards when the time allows me. Uh, oh, I, I listen to obviously our, our podcast, Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'll dip in and out of Super J Cast because you know that was my original New Japan podcast that like right. you know helped me help my investment and props to those guys for being the OGs. Yeah, I don't watch like any YouTube videos about wrestling. Like, I don't watch what people are doing bread club, but for their own thing. Um, and sometimes I'll see stuff pop out, and I'm like, "Damn, these dudes are popular." Like Simon Miller of What Culture done like a live show outside the O2 over SmackDown, and he got it was like a riot. Like he had a huge crowd. It's pizza day news to me, buddy. I'm not checking in with that stuff. I watch my wrestling. I do my tweets and I get out of town. That's it. Don't worry about it. Only we stay in your lane, Kieran. Yeah. I, I get in trouble when I get out. If I post an opinion, I'm, I'm getting in trouble on Twitter. That's a shame, man. You're a very knowledgeable fan. Like, it's so you're allowed to have an opinion. You should be allowed to engage with people without them wanting yeah, to fucking I don't know. You. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. That's, that's not the rules. Kieran, I have you know, good authority that... Uh, that uh, a billy goat has tuned in to to the bread club really 
I have my inside sources, and they know that uh, they. I uh, can tell you. I'll t- we'll talk. I'll tell you off the air. I mean, this this is a big a big thing to drop at the end of Bread Club and to to tease and not give to our our listeners to to the Yusuf and Scott George and Julian and Pete Davies. Well, you know the, those and look the, those guys. Their support is is forever appreciated. We are so grateful that you tune in and you you watch and you listen, whether it's on the Fightful Overbooked YouTube page or the Fightful Overbooked podcasting feed. Um, we appreciate that, but you got to come back. I'm not just going to give these stories away for free. All right. I'm not break. I'm not breaking into fucking press conferences like somebody here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, get little, I get little little drips and drops of information and I, you know, feel all free, free, feel free to share with you after we get off the uh, the recording device here. That was a it was a fantastic day. Uh, I've got Rev Pro this coming Sunday as well. Uh, Great O'Khan defending the British Heavyweight Championship against Michael Oku. Could be an end of Great O'Khan's reign. He's never been defeated and he's never been pinned in the UK, Matt. Great O'Khan is undefeated in the UK. There's a first time for everything. There is. We've, we've got Will Ospreay versus Leon Slater. Filthy Tom Lawler is going to be at York. Oh, I'm so nice. excited. That's fucking awesome. I'm ex- uh, he's replacing Gabe Kidd. So obviously, I'm, you know, it's kind of swings and roundabouts. Love Gabe Kidd. Maybe would have been out to hang out with him, but I get to see Tom Lawler. Like, you know, they, they couldn't have gotten a better replacement. That's awesome. And he got shaggy, you know, because uh, Adam Cole got uh, the sniffles. We didn't get to see Tom. Lawler. Oh, man, uh, that, that sucked. Oh, that should. That's a point. I know we'll, we'll do plugs. Uh, but over on the Patreon, it just dropped a couple of hours ago. Matt would have got an email. Uh, I, I done. I done Noob Japan TV with Royce Isaacs. You know, he's in Japan right now. Maybe he's maybe you've just watched Independence Day and you're like, damn, that cool dude's cool. Well, go check out the Wrestle in Patreon, patreon.com slash Wrestle in. I done Noob Japan TV with Matt. Uh, with Royce, there you go, Matt showing off his Patreon privileges. Um, we watched Royce. Th- did you know, Matt? Royce Isaacs and Jerome Nelson, West Coast Wrecking Crew, they've only ever had one real singles match together against each I, other. Sorry, I did not know that. And that's the match we watched. That's the match oh, Royce wanted. That's the match Royce wanted to watch, and it was really cool. It was a great laugh. Uh, Roy, they, them doing stuff to pop each other. They just went out to to have the match for themselves. They didn't care about the crowd. It wasn't a big that's crowd. That's great. I think uh, that's good. guys do that. And, you know, they, they were doing stuff. You know, Royce is aware that Jarrell doesn't like taking certain moves. So, of course, Royce done that certain move in the match. Um, it, it's really worth checking out uh, if, you, if you've got a couple of bucks to spare. Patreon.com slash wrestle in. I think it's worth every dollar, people. So check out check out what Kieran's doing over there. So we'll be back in two weeks and we're going to be it'll be G1 season. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, we'll have tons to tons to talk about. Hopefully, uh, we'll have the outcome from the Independence Day shows. Um, see if there's anything newsworthy there, and then uh, G1 blocks uh, A, B, C, D, night one in the books when we're back here in a couple weeks. So, remember if you have watched this, you've listened to this, subscribe, rate, review to fightfuloverbook.com. Uh, on their YouTube, on their uh, social media platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then you're going to follow Kieran on social media at KieranRH93. And you're going to follow at WrestleIn with two N's. And you're going to get in on their G1 contest where you could win a gift certificate to the United... <coughs> Excuse me, as I choked to death. The U.S. Tokyo shop here. Where you can get, scored, you can get a fucking a Desperado shirt. If you want, or get whatever, you get, want. get whatever you want, we'll give you the code to redeem the, the money, and you know, you can buy it, get put it towards whatever the hell you want. And that's a prize for the top three people, by the way, not just one. We that's want three. three people 
if you finish first, second, or third, you're gonna get a cup. You're gonna get some money to spend on the New Japan shop. Uh, we want we want to do this guy for you guys. And if you finish fourth, you know what you are. What are you? A fucking loser. <laughs> wow. I stole, I stole a bit from Tony from the Shining Wizard. Uh, I'm over on the Wizards podcast. That Wizards podcast every Monday night. Uh, we do a live show. We're available on Twitter youtube wherever you fucking listen to podcasts every platform we just had bad dude tito on uh Big was awesome. Big check it out was, he was great he was such a chill dude cool. uh we had such a great time with him so check that out we'll have uh at the end of july i have todd gordon from ecw uh he's got a new book coming out todd is god so we'll he'll be on the show to talk about that and uh you know it's a good time to just uh hang out and listen to a bunch of dudes fuck off and talk about wrestling so Check it out at Wizards Podcast on all social media. Hell yeah. Nailed it. I'm going to hire Matt. Matt's my new PR guy. I do good on the plugs. If I don't like butcher the names, if you listen to the last like 20 minutes, you know I <laughs> speak the English language, but there's that. So, no, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. G1's kicking off, and uh, it'll be an in memoriam for whichever wrestler dies in the uh, Independence Day shows. Rest oh, in peace. Rest in peace in advance. I hope nobody dies. Uh, make sure you guys go over at wrestling on the Twitter machine and get in on the G1 contest. And then after you put in your entries, then comment on this video so we can keep track of uh, of how you're doing. I want to see what everybody's picks are. Unless you're doing really well, in which case don't post it. I'll be jealous. Oh, oh Kieran will be jelly. Sneaks into press conferences he goes to wrestle kingdom you guys can be jealous everyone can be jealous of me i just don't want to be jealous of you don't have to be jealous just be happy for somebody for picking things right (laughs) and don't don't elbow anybody in the dick like kojima hashtag we don't have the technology hashtag apology he i like how he said penis (laughs) cock what do you say cock cock Cock. Fucking Kojima. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Enjoy your New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you're in the States, enjoy the Independence Day. Uh, don't blow any of your fingers off. You need all 10 of them, people. If you're over uh, in the UK, enjoy uh, I don't know. What do you guys do in July? Enjoy July. Yeah. Nothing special. All right. We'll be back in two weeks. See ya! <laughs>